This is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. When you think about it, the coronavirus pandemic that's taken over our world has also advanced our imagination more in the past few weeks than in several generations in air cargo since the Berlin Airlift in 1948 first advanced the notion of what air cargo might accomplish on a global scale. As example, Airbus last week said it's looking at a system for removal of passenger seats and loading of cargo directly onto main deck cabin floors of passenger aircraft. Well, given the prospect of a slow return of the passenger business, can cargo and passengers co-inhabiting the same deck be far behind? Stay tuned. And again, welcome to today's Flying Talkers. Flying Talkers 2020 is brought to you by the people of ATC, simply the best GSSA in the transportation business. ATC today delivers the global airline cargo business the fastest growing, most respected general service and sales organization in the world. ATC Can Do Difference creates for all ideal situations designed by people working together to win. To discover what ATC can bring to your business anywhere in the world, contact HQ at ATC-Aviation.com or take a look and reach out at www.ATC-Aviation.com or you can call at 490-6969-80530. ATC, one world one global air cargo GSSA. It's no secret that the carriage of cargo upstairs right now is an everyday event, brings a great deal of ingenuity being put into place to support the safe and efficient operation of these practices. The question is raised whether the industry will see a return to combi aircraft, not an unreasonable proposition, but rather a given as the need to put grounded passenger aircraft to use continues. Creating combi models of today's mainstream aircraft such as B777s, B787s, and A. 350XWB would clearly take enormous amount of time and money and also be non-reversible. But Bob Rogers, Vice President and Treasurer of ULD Care up in Canada, well he's based in Hong Kong, but they're also based up in Canada, has been kicking the cans around for years and right now thinks there's actually a couple of combi light options that could be well worth considering for a second look. This is what Bob had to say providing a low-cost, safe, main-deck solution that would avoid complex and expensive aircraft modifications while enabling, enabling the use of container-type loading to reduce manpower and turnaround times could be just around the corner. 
Back in the 1970s and 80s, Bob recalls, a number of 747 DC-10 operators utilized a system whereby a lightweight, non-powered cargo loading restraint system could be laid onto the floor of the rearmost compartment of the aircraft and secured into the seat tracks. Bob told us this from his base, as I mentioned, from Hong Kong. While the system was removable, maybe half a day to put in and take out, and enabled the use of special cargo containers that typically had dimensions of 38 inches wide to fit through the uh, passenger door by 64 inches high by either 61.5 or 125 inches long. Best of all, the changeover to cargo required no significant modification to the airframe, Bob said. We recall that a number of airlines use these systems, Alitalia, Philippine, Lufthansa, Aer Lingus, therefore KL also use that uh, system on their DC-10s. The systems were manufactured by Transquip, which is a company that's now owned by Telair and Brooks and Perkins, Bob Rogers recalled. Although Bob declared these systems were designed for older modern aircraft, today in an adaptive reuse scheme to start with the principles we imagine would be the same. In the earlier combi operations described here, containers had a mixed gross weight of about 800 pounds, presumably to be capable of handling a 9G load, and there was no 9G barrier net and had to be loaded with doors facing aft. Quote, the containers were loaded using either a main deck loader or a modified catering truck, and the cargo loading system provided a ball mat right up to the door sill so the containers could easily be moved into position. Under the passenger combi scheme of yesteryear, there was some kind of aisle allowing passengers access to the rear toilets and lightweight removable vertical panels to close off the cargo holding area, Bob Rogers said. I guess that would be what I was looking through when I saw the horses on the KLM airplane having dinner while the rest of the crew and passengers ate in the other part of the airplane. Well, this is a proven concept, Bob said. It's used by a number of airlines ago, but it's been forgotten. But here we are in 2020 in a brave new world, thinking it would seem very feasible to dust off a concept, adapt it to today's aircraft, and put it into service within a realistic time and cost. An alternative, the conventional cargo loading system used for placing ULD into aircraft was utilized by Airborne Express. Now there's a blast from the past. Some years ago, initially on narrow-bodied aircraft and then finally on B767F. That system dispensed a wide cargo door and instead used ULD that could pass through the standard passenger door. Well, we mentioned that earlier. In this system, the ULDs were fitted with casters, something like a galley cart, and the aircraft floor was equipped with a series of tracks and locks into which the ULDs were rolled and then locked into place. While this concept was applied by Airborne Express to full freighters, there would be no technical reason why it couldn't be applied to a particular zone of a passenger aircraft. Bob Rogers thinks. Both these methods, long since consigned to history, could actually be very applicable in today's situation. Avoiding the expense and time involved to create a true combi while enabling the efficiency of unitized cargo loading and handling, Bob Rogers concluded. Well, stay tuned to this, because on Tuesday, May 5th, IATA Cargo's conducting a webinar on May 5th, as I mentioned, at 10 o'clock, that's uh, 
Eastern Standard Time or in Europe it would be 1600, 4 in the afternoon, that'll focus on transport of cargo on aircraft configured for carriage of passengers. You want to look that up, we're going to go into that a little bit in a moment. But how about Bob Rogers? He kicks the cans, he's thinking about some things from the past and uh, perhaps yesterday will be today. Let's stay tuned. This is Jeffrey Arendt. On Tuesday, April 28th, IATA Cargo held a worldwide conference call and over 500 people were involved as they tried to provide an update on air cargo in the COVID-19 world. This is the first time IATA had used a forum such as this, and they say they're going to be doing more and more as the year progresses. In fact, the next webinar will be held tomorrow, May 5th. It'll be focused on transport of cargo on aircraft configured for the carriage of passengers. So you can go to iatacargo.org and get more information about that. And also some other tips and smart advice and, and a brief encounter on that site wouldn't hurt. Beats a punch in the nose, as we like to say. IATA's Glenn Hughes and several of his team, that's the head of cargo, provided insight in that first conference of many things that have been going on within the industry. Glenn talked about how airlines are developing capacity and begun use of passenger aircraft to cargo flights. Well, we know a bit about that and how IATA has been providing guidance to its member on ground operations, loading and additional ways to watch for the carriage of dangerous goods and special cargo. IATA's DG expert, David Brennan, talked about how IATA is working with international organizations like ICAO and regulators on ensuring that handling of dangerous goods is as important as ever with special requirements for cargo when it comes to being placed in the uh, passenger cabin. It's a big thing right now, uh, and you knew that would come along. IATA put out a book all about that, which you can also access through the IATA site. And Andrea Gruber provided an overview of importance of special handling of life-saving goods that are needed during the special time. This is all that first conference that was held last week that, as I said, had 500 people. The takeaway here is it's imperative as ever that pharma shipments be able to move, but in a way that follows the important guidelines set under the IATA CEIV pharma certification. Regulatory issues that airlines face and the daily changes of government regulatory issues were also addressed by IATA's head of cargo border management. Airlines and shippers have faced regulatory issues across the world, and IATA teams have helped to reduce the red tape so air cargo can move smoothly. That's the takeaway. Issues on regulatory training requirements, how to use electronic documents and aircraft landing rights are all on the plate daily, and IATA continues to work through those issues for its members and the air cargo community. So a very worthwhile thing going on uh, that apparently you can just tune into, you can be involved in, you can add your voice to. It just get on board with that because it's not, it's not a big heavy tariff to do. It's an outreach from a bunch of people at home that are using Zoom or some other technology to advance communications in our business. That takes place tomorrow on the 5th. It'll be the second and first of a series that IATA is putting up that uh, you can be involved in to further your understanding. It's, it's word from home and it's worthwhile to be part of. This is Jeffrey Arendt.
This year of our Lord 2020, Glenn Hughes, IATA Global Head of Cargo, will have served for nearly six years. Well, exactly six years. He took over June six years ago. He stabilized that position by being likable, knowledgeable, and someone you could talk on a wide variety of subjects and come away impressed that here's somebody who's a straight shooter. That's no small feat, as IATA Cargo, with a big, diverse, and at times divided membership, has gone through several years of change at the top. But along came Glenn, who had served at IATA for years elsewhere, ready, willing, and able to hit the mark and move air cargo into the 21st century. Look, you may not always agree with what IATA might do or declare, but you never have to doubt that Glenn cares about our business, takes the long view, and listens. And believe me, I've been there done that, and I've seen that in action. Here in a brief break from the current whirlwind during the year of global pandemic from hell, Glenn, like all of us, is at home, and he shares some thoughts from Lausanne, Switzerland. We ask him what his thought about air cargo was, you know, and how, uh, how air cargo has taken grasp of the situation around the world. And he said, in the words of Sir Winston Churchill, that's never a bad guy to quote, never was so much owed by so many to so few. All over the world, Glenn said, frontline medical workers put their personal health on the line every day. They turn up to a hospital or clinic to treat the sick and infected. And the way the air cargo industry has rallied to support those health workers deserves equal merit. Whilst most of us have been confined to the safety of the homeworking environment these past six weeks or so, freight forwarders, truckers, ground handlers, customs officers, together with airlines, flight and dispatch crews have been on the front line transporting much needed medical equipment, supplies and medicines wherever in the world they're needed. Glenn Hughes said, they're all heroes. They represent the best of this industry coming together to put the needs of others above their own. Men and women of this industry stand out for their impressive dedication and commitment to the vital role played by them and this industry. But I should say that the innovative way the airlines have mobilized their ground passenger fleets for cargo only operations has also been very, very impressive employing new safety risk assessments, operational processes, and in some cases installing new global networks in such a short time frame has been remarkable. Okay, so the $64 question is, what's going to happen ahead? What will air cargo look like in September 2020? This is what Glenn Hughes, IATA Global Head of Cargo, said. I think we have a roller coaster ahead of us for a while. Sadly, we can anticipate the need for medical supplies to be present for the next months as COVID-19 continues to impact various communities around the globe. As the global isolation and lockdown policies will remain in place for a while, we can also expect e-commerce transactions to continue as they have these past months as they provide a unique connection for people to purchase much needed items during this difficult period. We can also expect that once society returns to a more integrated situation and factories slowly reopen, air cargo will be vital, underscore vital for restocking and supporting production lines, moving components and finished goods.
Glenn Hughes also shares a cautionary note. Unfortunately, he said, we can also anticipate that at some point this year, the economic contraction will result in slowed activity and workers who have had employment impacted will focus on replenishing savings drawn upon during the lockdown. Let's face it, we've all had to go into it. The world as we know it changed. And Glenn says this may have detrimental effect on consumer behavior later this year. Well, we hope everything comes back and that's what we're all working toward. We thank Glenn Hughes for his frank and upfront opinion. This is Jeffrey Arendt. Know how you're sitting at home or sitting in your basement or just wondering what can you do? Can you take a walk? You look out the window, looks like a beautiful spring day. The flowers are in the garden. You want to do something for somebody else? Here's a good story. It's about somebody who did. Looked out the window, saw the need, decided, okay, I'm going to go on the line. Gal's name is Donna Mullins. And she has a company called Mullins International Solutions in Atlanta. They're a consulting group. They're very active in the community. They're very active in the Atlanta Air Cargo Club. We've profiled her in Flying Typers for the work she's done for the logistics community in Atlanta. Well, today, when a random act of kindness and caring can often make the difference, Donna has marshaled a brave band of ladies to venture out with face masks, rubber gloves, and proper social distancing at Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport in Atlanta, the cargo area, where they've been delivering food to truckers who had nowhere else to go. Well, we'll let her pick up the story and I'll read what she said to me and what we wrote about. Everybody has been affected by COVID-19, of course. The transportation industry has been both blessed and cursed by the virus, she said. Cursed in international transportation, but blessed in domestic transportation. Our truckers are once again being seen as the backbone of America. Donna said, I teach many classes for international trade and logistics, and I always remind students that merchandise begins and ends its journey on a truck. From the raw materials to make the item to the retail store or distribution center where it will be purchased. Mullins is a small company. We felt the strain and stress of the pandemic, just as everybody else has, truck drivers included. The truck drivers have been so important to the country's continued success that FMSCA relaxed HOS hours of service rules for the drivers. The relaxation has enabled drivers to complete routes that otherwise may have had to be split into multiple legs, she said. However, this comes at a cost to the driver, longer hours, less time to stop and grab a bite to eat, and some establishments don't even allow a tractor trailer to sit in the drive-through line, therefore making it even more difficult for truckers to get a well-deserved meal. So I thought about what we could do to help during this unprecedented time. How could a small company like 
Mullins possibly do anything to help our industry. You can't let that overwhelm you, Donna says. I saw a post on Facebook of a young girl, maybe 12 years or so, sitting at a table near a roadside giving meals to truckers. Bam, I thought, that's what we could do. So I contacted a local restaurant, Ruby's Chicken House. Well, Ruby's is named in memory of Ruby Sagas, my beautiful mama. And I started a fat cat. That's F-A-T-K-A-T. Feed a trucker, keep American trucking challenge. Ruby made up 40 meals of chicken wraps, chips, a cookie, a piece of fruit, and gave us a discount on the purchase. We bought some bottled water, and along with the meals, we gave every trucker a bracelet with a reminder, God's got that. Well, the smiles on the truckers' faces when we gave them a free meal, just priceless. I'd like to give a big thank you, Donna said, to Kathy Williams of Seco Logistics and Cheryl Jackson, Paige and Jones for helping distribute the meals. And a shout out to Todd Moore of J.P. Hall Express, who accepted the challenge and he brought 40 meals for his drivers. Look, Donna said, just as everyone has been affected by COVID-19, everyone can help someone else too. You don't have to be a Fortune 500 company because a single meal fills somebody's belly. And that, my friend, is helping your neighbor, Donna Mullen says gently. The government has initiated CARES and private stakeholders can CARES too. One single meal at a time. And we plan to continue, she said. And listeners to Flying Talkers are invited to Fat Cat. It all comes down to this. According to Dr. Seuss, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing's going to get better. It's not. That's Donna Mullins. Flying Talkers podcast is made possible by ATC. One world one global air cargo general service and sales agent, GSSA. ATC is your key to the air cargo market, both local and internationally. ATC is the best air cargo team in the business. You know, at Flying Typers and Flying Talkers and Air Cargo News and everything else we do, we have this vision of what we'd like to see happen in the business in the future. Right now, it's very uncertain. Uh, Business obviously is challenged all the way around. It's the world turned upside down. But as I mentioned at the top, the random act of kindness can drive us all to be better at what we do. And that's all we can really hope for, to be better at what we do. And the vision of these ladies with their little homemade signs stopping truckers and simply asking for nothing and handing them a meal so that they don't have to go through the la-di-da to try to find something to eat when they're hauling up and down the roads is really a great vision and a great inspiration. And you can help. You can contact Donna at MullinsIntlSolutions.com.
Last word for today comes from Joe Frigger, the chairman of Emotrans, that fast-growing, great logistics company setting records all over the world. It's a private company, but it's everywhere you want to be. So what Joe said, health, health in 2020 is a key word. As long as there's no cure for COVID-19, prevention is our only defense. Conrad Adenauer, the first chancellor of the new German Republic in 1948, who assumed office and then had to deal with the blockade of Berlin when air cargo came to the rescue and helped save a city of two million people. Well, Mr. Adenauer once declared, the situation's serious, but not hopeless. So, says Joe Frigger, in that spirit, we must maintain our positive attitude and discipline to overcome this pandemic, and through perseverance, we will. Well, to Joe, thanks for sharing, and to you out there, thank you for your time this time. Until next time, this is Jeffrey Aaron saying, keep them flying, air cargo. Goodbye. Speak to me. Good, Lou.